You are listening to The MILF Podcast for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Fit and fabulous. This show is for real people. Real people. People who don't have the spare time to live life at the gym and those who have to balance being moms, being professionals, but also wanting to look and feel hot. Oh, heads up. This show isn't about false quick fixes. Not here. Here, we're going to help develop an actual lifestyle change, but one that's manageable along with your other responsibilities, and most importantly, one that is sustainable. You got this. So we're going to take a little time, but we're going to do it right. Are you ready? Let's go. It's time to get your sexy back through healthy and holistic fat loss and get back to being a MILF, mom's intent on living fit and fabulous. And here's your host, Andy. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the MILF podcast. There is the best of the best and I'm your host Andy. So today's episode marks a monumental occasion. I am actually wrapping up the very last episode for this particular season before having a dedicated questions and answers episode where you can actually get to ask me anything you want. And then it's, um, yeah, on to season two where I have some really amazing things planned. But for now, let's talk about this episode because it is going to be all about me sharing with you my top tips for you to get started on your health and fitness journey to make sure that you're setting yourself up for long-term success. So these tips are pretty much based upon my own personal experiences, but they're also based on, you know, the hot type of questions that a lot of my clients ask me and also for other people that actually want to improve their life. So let's get started. So number one, now I just want to say and clarify, these aren't in any particular order. I've kind of just come up with them as I, I, I jotted them down. So number one top tip, I'm going to give you is to start with your why. Now, I know how cliche that sounds, but it is really, really important. Like you need to distinguish why you want to do this. What do you have to gain in your life from actually embarking on this particular journey? And I want you to really think about how much will it change your life if you are successful with this? Now, needing to do it should never come into it. So if you you come and say, oh, I just need to lose, you know, 20 kilos or I need to do this, it actually doesn't have anything to do with needing and you really need to want to do it for yourself. You know, being um, wanting to become fit, toned and healthy also doesn't come into the equation. I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this in a previous episode, but Really, it's why you want to become fit, toned and healthy. So for some, it might be more that you want to be more active in your family's life. So instead of you know sitting on the sideline or watching your kids play, you actually want to get out there and kick the ball and run around with them and, and feel like you can keep up instead of you know feeling like you're chasing your tail. Or it could be that you actually want to get your photos taken together as a family and be in front of the lens instead of always being behind the camera because you might be too embarrassed or you have no self-confidence to get in front of a camera in the first place. Or it could even be that you might want to improve your relationship with your partner. You know, you, you have no self-confidence, you feel really embarrassed, you, you don't want to be, um, you know, naked in front of them because you just don't feel sexy enough. So, you know, it actually starts impacting 
on your intimacy within your relationship and can, you know, can cause other problems. So to me, it's never about getting, you know, fit, toned and healthy. It's about why you want to do it. You know, really get to the core of how much is this going to change your life if you are successful with this. All right, number two is to ask for help. Now, I know how daunting it can be to to approach somebody and say, look, hey, you know, I kind of need help with this because really we all like to think that we can do it on our own. But chances are if you've been going around in circles for a while, you know, you're going to need help because otherwise you would have done it by now, okay? You know, taking five kilos off and then putting the same five kilos back on and and yo-yoing around like that isn't successful because you just keep going around in circles. So for me, asking for help is actually a really big one. And I think to me, I have to be able to ask somebody for help that I can relate to or they can relate to my problems or have walked in my shoes. You know, um, going and asking help for some 20-year-old who has, say, no kids and they have no other big commitments, wouldn't really understand what it's like to be, say, like a 40-year-old mum that has kids, works, has really, really busy life and is trying to keep it all together. So I always say look to help from somebody that will be able to, you know, get you and that has achieved what you are looking for and more importantly, that they don't chop and change what they want to do or their methods or, you know, um, to suit any fads or quick fixes that are going on out there. You know, they they promote a very holistic way of living and, and it's all in balance. There's no extremes or, or anything like that. So I always say, you know, um, <laughs> a coach is there to tell us, what we need to hear and not necessarily always what we want to hear. And that can be really hard to take for some people because they don't know how to take constructive criticism. Um, and, and mostly nobody's going to tell you like it is. You know, if you've got friends that, I mean, like maybe if they're really good friends, they might tell you how it is. But more than likely, we are people pleasers by nature and we don't want to get on the bad foot for anybody. So, you know, we're not going to bring up bad things about people but a coach is there to help you and a coach will always tell you what you need to hear in the best possible way for you so remember always asking for help doesn't show any type of weakness to me it actually shows real courage now courage to know that you can't do alone now that that to me shows strength because and it and it shows you know a really good judge and sense of character because there's so many people out there that will just keep going around and around circles because they're too proud or they let their pride get in the way. So, yeah, the coach is there to help us with accountability, really, when you think about it. Like, they will give us an unbiased opinion. And I don't know about you, but if you're left to your own devices, you will always succumb to the emotional part of making excuses when things get really tough or get really hard. So, a coach is kind of there to give you a subjective opinion because they actually have no emotion attached to your goal. You can think about like, you know, the excuses that you might come up with. Oh, no, you know, I've, I'm a bit tired or it's too hot out there or it's too cold or, you know, it's still dark or I've been really busy. You know, those are the type of excuses that I'm talking about that, you know, when you're accountable to somebody, you, you start thinking twice about making those excuses because you know that you've got to turn up for somebody. So yeah, asking for help, please 
don't ever feel that, you know, um, it's a sign of weakness or anything like that. I actually think of it as a sign of courage and strength and I admire people that actually will put themselves out of their comfort zone and go and go forward and, and ask for help. All right, number three, stop with the all or nothing approach. Now, to me, this is a really restrictive way of thinking and it's actually not going to benefit you in the long run. You know, you don't have to get it all right at once to get a result. You don't have to change everything or ch- and, and your whole life upside down at once. You know, thoughts like this will just lead you to feeling really, really overwhelmed and you're more than likely feel like a failure because you just feel like you just can't keep up with everything at once and you can't live up to, you know, your perfectionist expectations. And I've actually done an episode on this and I think that was episode number seven and it's titled Why Doing Less Will Actually Give You More. So I strongly recommend you go and have a listen to that one if you haven't already because I go into the depths of what this actually really means. So just looking at changing, say, one thing at once, not everything at once, it means that you actually have to let go of that feeling that you have to be perfect. You don't have to get it all right. You don't have to do everything perfect to get a result. You know, your day isn't written off if you make one mistake. All you need to do is just pick yourself up and just make a better choice for the next time. Like it's it's really that simple. You know, you, you just because, say, you can't get, you know, a, a training session in one week or two sessions in that week, it doesn't mean that then you need to have a negative mindset around that going, oh, I couldn't get that done anyway, so I might as well go and do, you know, this, 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 which might be some sort of sabotaging behaviour. So, yeah, I always kind of say you have to learn to walk before you can run. Change one small thing at once, you know, then allow that to soak in and get consistent and get a routine and build habits with that before looking at changing another thing and then again building upon that until you, you know, and you, that's how you make progress. Alrighty, number four, thinking long-term. Now, what you do to take the weight off, you will need to maintain for the rest of your life. Now, let's think about that and let that soak in for the rest of your life. And this is why another reason why fad diets and quick fixes don't work because the methods used usually in these particular type of things they aren't sustainable for long term. You know, things like detoxes, hey, let's just detox and go on a cleanse or let's not eat for the whole day and maybe just eat one meal at the end of the day. Yeah, that sounds exciting. And we'll do that for, you know, a period of time to to lose some weight. What happens when you go back to wanting to eat normal food for, you know, for the majority of the time? What happens when you you want to go back to eating food? What happens on shake diets when all you're doing is drinking shakes? And then you go back to eating food. Like it doesn't make sense. Or there's a new one out there. I actually didn't know it existed and I had to to look at it. And it was using injections to lose weight. Now, I don't know about you. I, I don't like needles anyway. But I couldn't imagine anything worse than having an injection for the rest of my life. Now, I know some of you say, oh, no, it's just a starter. But Let's look at how it works. It suppresses your appetite. And if it suppresses your appetite, it decreases your metabolism. If it decreases your metabolism, it decreases your energy. It decreases the way that your hormones function. You know, there's so many side effects of just that happening. Let's not even mention 
how it'll affect the, how you daily function, your energy levels, your, your muscle mass, because let's face it, if you're decreasing your metabolism, your muscle mass is going to go away. Um, you know, you're not going to, if you're trying to exercise, you're going to have no energy. Like it just, it's a huge flow on effect. So for me, that's not a long-term approach. So for me, a long-term approach is doing something that's balanced, you know, eating good food. It doesn't have to be all the time. If you want to have, you know, treat meals or whatever you want to call them and have some chocolate and everything's always in moderation. Obviously, how you eat depends on what your goals are and how much that moderation is. But yeah, you have to actually think long-term about this. You know, for me, eating a lot of food and exercising only a few hours a week that works really well for me. I can see, I, I can maintain that for the rest of my life because I'm not doing any extremes. You know, I'm not spending 10 plus hours in the gym exercising. I'm eating all the foods. I'm not restricting myself. You know, that's long-term sustainability. So yeah, please think about long-term approach before you even think about embarking on something else. Because if you're a mum like me, I don't have hours to spend in the gym or trying to get results and I don't want to restrict my food. I love my food way too much. Um, so yeah, I, I always say think about the long term of, of what you're going to do. Alrighty, number five, there is no perfect time to start. Now, I think this one is pretty self-explanatory, but let's just break it down a little bit. So I'm sure you would have heard a lot of people say that even that they feel like they need to look a certain way or, or need to lose some weight before they even start going to the gym because, you know, they're embarrassed about how they look. Or maybe it's, oh, I'll just wait to the new year or I'll wait, after, I'll wait until the, after that holiday period or after the kids go back to school or, or something like that. But please remember, if you don't learn to navigate things at the hardest of times, then it's always going to be your downfall because you're only going to be as good as your worst habits. Yes, it can be easier to start when things are right or conditions are, you know, really, really good. But I can guarantee you they're not going to stay really good for very long. And at some point, you're going to actually have to learn how to do things when things get tough. When things are too busy, you're going to have to learn how to navigate around all that sort of stuff. Because it's just going to be inevitable. It's, there's always going to be periods of your life where you're really, really busy. The kids are at school. You're on holidays. You know, you've got all these social planning and events and and all that sort of stuff. You're just going to have to work out and navigate your way through those. So instead of trying to avoid those particular areas and only do things when things are going really, really well, you need to navigate navigate through high stress periods of time so that you. You, your bare minimum or I guess your bad, your worst bad habits are a lot higher than what they would have been if you were to, say, trying to avoid those situations in the first place. So I always say, instead of waiting for the right time or the perfect time to start, just find the time to start now and make it the right time. All right, number six, time management and prioritizing yourself is vital. So how many of you sit down and actually schedule time in for the week for yourself and for you to work on your goals? So chances are, if you're a busy mum like me, you will fill your schedule pretty much right up and you feel like you have no place to work on yourself. You know, by the time you're dropping kids off at school, you're going to work, you've got after school activities, you've got appointments, you've got family commitments, 
um, all those sorts of things. If you actually don't sit down and schedule in time for yourself, then the day will get away from you. So the secret here is to schedule just a few hours in for yourself for the week. Like I've said, you only need a few hours for yourself and make a commitment to turning up to them. Just like you would any other appointment, whether it's a doctor appointment, whether it's meeting up with friends, whether it's, you know, taking your kids to to their sporting, you know, commitments, like that's scheduled in, you know you have to do it. The same is scheduling time in yourself if you have to get to the gym or if you need to go out and do some meal prep or you need to go out and get a walk in because, you know, you've been sitting at your desk all day. So you actually need to schedule those things in. Otherwise, the day will just get away from you and you'll be like, oh, I'll have to try again tomorrow. But yeah, you need to schedule it in. Now, it might even mean that you have to choose times that you might necessarily like, but they don't impact your family like getting up early before the rest of the household gets up or before your husband or your partner goes to work. Um, Or maybe it's, you know, getting things done while your little ones nap. Now, I know that when my babies were quite little, I used to schedule in, you know, getting a walk in with their mid-morning nap and I'd go around a park just to get my exercise in for that day while they were taking a nap. So, you know, either way, if you don't actually make a plan to do this, then, you know, time's just going to get away from you again. All righty. What have we got here? Number seven, acknowledge your small wins and signs of invisible success. So this is pretty big because I know a lot of clients will focus on the, the end result that they actually forget about all the little changes and the wins that they've had along the way that will actually add up to the bigger picture later on. So, you know, they get disheartened because, you know, they haven't lost five dress sizes yet, but they haven't even acknowledged that, oh my God, they're starting to to make their own meals frequently and regularly now, you know, or they're getting consistent exercise in or that they're, you know, all of a sudden getting to bed earlier or, you know, it could even be that um, their skin's a lot clearer or brighter or they're feeling more energetic and they're getting better sleep, their hair and their skin and their nails is a lot healthier, like all of those little things are signs that your internal health is getting better. And as I like to say, your internal health is reflected then on the outside. So we have to get our insides healthy first before we can see that change coming through on the outside. It could even be, you know, changing some of those old habits to newer improved ones. Like that can be major for some people. Like, you know, if you've had some, you know, old thought patterns that have been brought up with you for many, many years, just even like, you know, you can't have anything other than toast, eggs or cereal for breakfast. And all of a sudden, let's say you had chicken and salad for for a breakfast meal, like that's a huge habit upheaval and mindset upheaval. So I always say you need to look at the bigger picture and, and look at these tiny little small wins that will eventually add up to the bigger picture and, and you know, get you to where you want to be at the end of, you know, your journey, so to speak. I mean, I, I do need to say though, that probably is there really an end of the journey? I always feel that as you keep progressing and improving, you want to keep progressing and improving. Like to me that there is no end point. It's just that you get better. That's how I look at it. There is no end point, but you just keep getting better and better improving along the way. Yeah, so it's really important to acknowledge because these are all really, really small stepping stones 
that you actually need to go through in order to achieve those bigger milestones. So what is number eight? Eight is listening to your body. You know, this means that your body is going to need different things at different stages. So your appetite's going to change, um, you know, with where you are on your journey. It could be that you're sick, so this will change things. It might be that you're too sore or you're injured. You know, you need to listen to your body in, in that regard. So I don't know how many times I've heard in the past that people say that they're forcing food in or that they, you know, will just train regardless of whether they're sick or injured or because they don't want to miss a session or because they don't want to make mistakes and they want to get everything perfect. But the truth is you actually need to learn to listen to your body. Like in the very beginning, if you're a person that's only ever used to eating, say, like a few times a day, there's absolutely no point trying to stuff yourself full and getting five, six or more meals in because your body and metabolism is just not going to be used to processing that amount of food. So you actually have to build it all up at once, just kind of like you go to the gym. You wouldn't go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and lift 100 kilos today. You know that there's a process in order to build up to, to lifting, say, 100 kilos. So you start off smaller and you gradually increment it over time. Your metabolism's no different. We still need to train that just like we do muscles in the gym. So as a byproduct, obviously, if you are, you know, starting to eat healthier, you're getting some regular exercise in, your metabolism is actually going to naturally increase anyway, which in then turns to increasing your hunger. So this is why it's really important to listen to those hunger cues. Um, if you're lucky enough to be working with a coach also, it's really good to communicate this with your coach because, you know, it might be that we need to increase the amount of food that you're eating to keep improving, to get increasing, you know, um, energy for, for your sessions so that we can keep building muscle and, and keep moving forward. And I have to say, also being in a state of hunger is actually not you what you want. I know there's thousands of diets that would have you believe this be the case, but I want you to know that you actually want to keep metabolism burning and you need to think of it like stoking a fire. So to keep keep it going, you'd actually need to keep putting Kindle in there to keep it burning. So your body is no different. Um, even at rest, you are burning through energy and if you are lifting weights and going to the gym and exercise and all that sort of stuff, then you know your muscle in the body actually needs to be fed. So yeah, being hungry all the time is really not a good state to be in. All right. Top tip number nine, focus on the process rather than your end goal. Now, this kind of ties in with one of the ones I said to before of, of thinking long term, but yeah, I can't stress the importance of this one enough. Like you need to focus on the steps that are in order, that are needed in order to get to your goal. So there's a lot that needs to take place to put your body into the best possible position for you to achieve what you want. And all that comes down to as I said before, your internal health and balancing hormones and getting your metabolism fired up and working on all cylinders, like there's a process to that. You know, steps like making new habits of getting food prep done, like this is major because it addresses your food environment. So ensuring that you get your training consistently, which then addresses your regular movement and the process of building muscle. Um, addressing the habit of being accountable and being aware of your habits and bullshit that you do. 
that's, you know, that's being allowing you to make improvements and, and set, you know, better ways to do things. You know, getting to sleep earlier so that you're giving your body time to rest and recover so it can grow and adapt. Like these are really, really important processes that um, will help you get to your end goal. And a lot of people like to, to gloss over them. But if you don't get these consistently down pat, then let's say if you lost weight really, really fast, you're not going to know how to maintain it because, yeah, you haven't learnt you know, how to maintain that body that you have. So you have to improve upon your habits and your processes. And it's not just doing these things for a few weeks and then whinging about, you know, a lack of results. It's doing these consistently over months at a time. Or even for some people, it might be years at a time because let's face it, not everybody has the same starting point and it all will depend on how old you are and how much you've abused your body in the past. So, you know, we have to realise that, this is just going to take time and we have to focus on the processes before we can even look at the goal. So get those processes down pat and that will automatically give you stepping stones to get to your goal. Alrighty, top tip number 10, learn not to take everything so personally. Um, people are going to judge you. They're going to make comments on what you should and shouldn't be doing and really you just need to block out the noise. So Look, if I could count on my hand on how many times people would ask me, Andy, how long are you doing this for? Um, I'd be kind of rich by now. Um, or even when I was pregnant, the looks that I would get when I was close to full term and still lifting in the gym. Or it could even be like when I was, I would get asked, oh, can you have this, Andy? I'm like, of course I can. Like, the thing is, nothing is off limits. Everything there is to be enjoyed in moderation, obviously, what extent this moderation is will depend on the person and what their particular goals are and what they want to achieve. But, you know, everything is there for moderation. Like, you know, people are going to judge you no matter what you do or who you are. You could be an elite athlete, like a world champion who competes in, you know, fitness competitions and you might get judged as being, you know, not feminine enough or you're being too muscly or you could be really, really lean and then you'll get judged for being too skinny or you might be overweight and you'll get judged for what you you are or you aren't eating. Or it could be you actually really train hard in the gym and you get labelled as addicted or obsessed. So no matter what you are, you will always be judged. And I think if you can just come to terms with that and just accept it, then it'll get better because you know what? We're not about here about pleasing everybody else. At the end of the day, it's not important what anybody else thinks. It's what matters most is what we think, what yourself thinks. You know, it's concentrate on you. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying or thinking. It's always you doing what you want to do and making yourself happy because you've got to live with you. So, you know, don't don't worry about what anybody else is saying. Just just put your blinkers on and, and focus on yourself. And look, because I like to try and over-deliver, I actually have an 11th one here planned for you, which I think is a really big one when it comes to our mental game, and that is not comparing yourself to others. So it kind of ties in with the previous one, but I, I, I do feel like this is a big one, um, especially so much social media and, and everything else out there. 
um, you know, you'll be looking on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is for your influences and you go, oh, I want to look like them and you're going, why can't I look like them? And, you know, you start comparing yourself. But what you have to learn is to put some blinkers on here and just focus on what you're doing and how well you are doing it and then, you know, look at what areas can you improve on. Like it can get extremely hard when you say your friend Mary seems like she's getting leaner or, or getting better or faster results in you. Um, but what you need to kind of remember is that there's lots of ways to skin a cat, that everybody's starting point is different. There's, you know, everybody has different genetics. How somebody's body will adapt will be totally different to yours. Um, you know, some people are naturally gifted and talented in some areas than others. And some people are hold on to fat in particular areas than others. Like, so you can never compare yourself and, you know, you can't compare yourself if you're a 40 or 50-year-old mum. You can't compare yourself to some 20-year-old um, fitness person on social media because they haven't gone through the life experiences as you. And, you know, again, you're both genetically different and hormonally different. So what, don't get caught up in compare, the comparison game. Like it, it's you, you're never going to win. So I always say, Compare yourself with you, how, you know, compare yourself with how you were yesterday, what you did last week, how can you improve on that, you know, and keep looking at that way. At the end of the day, it's not a comparison game against you or anybody else. It's only you versus you. So if, if anything, take away, it's you versus you, improve upon you and what you can do better and don't worry about what anybody else is or doing or comparing yourself to others, whether they're stronger, leaner, faster, whatever it is, all you need to do is improve upon yourself. Alrighty, I actually think that sums it up. My top 10 plus one tips to help get you started. Now, don't forget guys, if you have any burning questions that you want to ask me in my next Q&A segment, please make sure you head over to my private community Facebook page, The MILF Podcast, and make sure you post them in the thread below. You know, I will be looking at answering anything. So whatever you want to ask me, I will be more than happy to answer. You know, I'm an open book for this particular session. So yeah, go in there with hard questions. I love answering questions and and helping you guys. So um, yeah, I think that actually wraps this season up. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've actually got a lot out of this season and I can't wait for you all to see what I've got planned for season two. If you want to share the love, give feedback or ask any questions, make sure you please head over to my Facebook page, The MILF Podcast. Um, Yeah, thanks guys. Thank you all for listening and let's talk soon. Thanks for listening to The MILF Podcast. For moms intent on living fit and fabulous, would you like to share your journey on getting your sexy back? Getting your sexy back? Then head on over to the website for full access to show notes, resources, and links to the Facebook group. Get connected. So you too can join the conversation and network with others on the same journey as you. Stay motivated. All wanting to live a fit and fabulous lifestyle. You can find all that and more by visiting the MILF Podcast. Dot com. That's M-I-L-F-F podcast.com.com. Dot com. Dot com.